Um, okay. Hello, folks. This episode of the podcast is slightly different as it's only me today. A combination of scheduling conflicts, a global pandemic and all of us being uni students means that Gemma, Georgie and Matilda and I weren't actually able to find a time to record an episode together. However, this may be a blessing in disguise as I realised I've never properly talked about what this podcast actually is, except in the description maybe. So I thought I would really step up my egotistical game and give you a quick introduction as to who I am and what this actually is. So, my name is Sarah and I'm a 21-year-old autistic university student uh, living in the UK. I study maths. Uh, maybe I should do like two truths and a lie or something. Okay, uh, okay. One of the following statements is incorrect. Let me just think of three. Okay, so one, I once broke my collarbone because I was jumping on the bed. Two, I will refuse to eat a pasta dish if there are two different types of pasta mixed. Three. Okay, the tallest person I have ever kicked in the head was six foot seven inches, which is just over two meters tall, I think. Oh, and I should probably clarify that I do karate. I wasn't just like harassing someone on the street or something. Although there's no way I could still do that because I haven't been able to train properly in ages. Which one do you think is a lie? The incorrect one was number two, the pasta one. Um, even though I do hate it with the burning passion of a thousand suns, I won't actually refuse to eat it. But I will separate, like, uh, separate it out by the different types of pasta and eat them separately. So I guess it was a bit of a trick question to be honest. But oh well, I'm sitting in a room by myself talking into my laptop. So I make the rules. All right, so I should probably actually tell you about what this podcast is about. So I was diagnosed with ASD when I was 17. And when I tried to find resources, I was kind of sad because nothing was very positive. And it was mostly by parents of autistic kids and that wasn't really helpful. And I never really understood why everything was so negative because I have the condition, everyone who has the condition, it doesn't go away at any point. You have it for the rest of your life. And uh, I just rather like myself, to be honest, you know, I, if my therapist listening, I bet she's really proud of me right now. You know, me wanting to like myself and everything. Um, but yeah, so last year I decided to start my own blog about being autistic from my personal experience. Plus, I'm a woman, so there are even fewer resources available for women and girls and female people in general and trans, just generally non-men. Um, so I run a blog called I Don't Look Autistic, which is just me writing about a mixture of all different topics relating to ASD. And given I'm a Brit, I'm sort of sickened by the idea of complimenting myself. But I will say that other people seem to like my writing. So if you're interested, then maybe go and have a look. I don't know, it's it's quite funny, I think. But appropriately serious when it needs to be. I'm not like making jokes about bad things that happen to our community or myself or anything. I might make a joke afterwards though to lighten the mood. Oh, also, I know that my titles sound a bit clickbaity, but I do pride myself on always delivering. So the podcast, the podcast is an extension of the blog. That's why it's called I Don't Sound Autistic. I was you know, really clever. The person that um, was with me and like, I, I, we don't actually remember who came up with it, but between the two of us, we came up with the name. And then like the whole joke that was going on was um, like, eventually I'm gonna, you know, open up, uh, I'm gonna own my own fragrance and there'll be, I don't smell autistic. And then I'm gonna have a range of ready meals and there'll be, I don't taste autistic. 
anyway, it was probably way funnier at the time, but I thought it was absolutely hilarious. So episodes go out uh, every two weeks, and the plan is that they will alternate between me chatting with my autistic friends and then someone else in my life. So last time it was my mum, but it could be a neurotypical friend, or maybe a teacher at some point, or um, my old priest. Actually, it will almost certainly never be my old priest, so I think I said that. I decided to do it this way because I think it's important that you hear about how autism, and specifically my autism because I'm the one producing it, affects different parts of my life from people who are involved in those areas. You know, autism affects pretty much everything I do because it's an intrinsic part of how I interact with and understand the world. So given I want to create resources for people to either relate to or to learn from, or even just to laugh at, it was important to me that I address all the different things it affects. Plus, I also want to make the point that autism isn't the same for everyone. You know, it's a it's a spectrum condition, and, and even more than that, it's not a linear spectrum. It's not... I don't even know how to describe it. Um, if you think about a line, don't think about that, because that's not correct. Maybe think more about, like, a spider web. So it's all different traits going in all different directions and a person might have um, a, a significant amount of one trait but that doesn't necessarily correlate to having a significant amount of another trait if that makes sense that's what we mean when we talk about it. it's a spectrum it's not a linear spectrum it's a it's a spider web spectrum but there's probably a better name for that and i don't know what it is but yeah but because i want to sort of highlight that i'm talking to my friends every other week and they're they're all autistic as well there's there's four of us as i said Gemma, georgie matilda and i um and yeah so that's why i'm i'm exploiting their good natures and getting them to talk to me on alternating episodes ha ha i'm joking um they've said that they enjoy doing it so it's not exploitation to be honest i sort of forgot we were even recording the first episode when we were all chatting because it was just what we normally chat about to be honest um Although I did have to cut some parts out because we were essentially just making plans about when we were next going to hang out and I thought that would be quite boring for you to listen to. Oh, and obviously if there are more scheduling conflicts that can't be resolved in time, then you might just get me rambling on again. I try and make everything as accessible as possible, so if you are listening on uh, listening to this on a podcasting app, then there's also a captioned version available on the blog. And I turned off adverts on the blog as well, so there won't be random images and things on there trying to get you to buy stuff. Also, if you want to email me about anything, then there's a contact form on the blog site, which includes a space for you to write any communication adjustments that you might want or need. So um, if you would rather I responded with voice notes rather than writing out an email, then you can put that in there and I'll do that. Um, Yeah, whatever would make it easier for you goes in there. The colours are also muted so that it doesn't overwhelm with anyone with sensitivity to that. Oh, I also wanted to tell you what my special interests are. Um, Obviously, that's a big part of my autistic identity. So uh, I have two main ones. The first is dinosaurs. Um, My favourite two dinosaurs are Parasaurolophus and Pachycephalosaurus, which you would probably recognise if you Google them, but usually whenever I say the names to anyone who's not also really into dinosaurs, they sort of have a shocked look on their face, as if I just punched a baby or something in front of them. Um, but given that I, I don't enjoy punching babies, I've, I've never done that. So I just I just sometimes say dinosaur names at people. Um, actually, so I don't really know if it would have the same reaction. 
how did people, I don't know how I'd react if someone just punched a baby in front of me. I mean, call the police, make sure the baby's all right. But yeah, anyway, um, moving on from punching babies. So um, Parasaurolophus is the dinosaur. It's the one with the really long crest on its head. And that would grow up to 1.8 meters long, by the way. That's, yeah. And they had a, they actually had a dent in their spine so that they could throw their head back and the crest wouldn't just hit their back. So it's really, really cool. And you can tell um, what the more recent drawings and, and sketches of what they thought it looked like are because the more modern ones, the more accurate ones, the more scientific ones have that, that rivet in their spine that, that you can see that, you know, the skin would have followed it. So it didn't, they didn't, you know, end up hitting bone on bone each time. So that's pretty cool. Next time you're looking at a diagram, you'll be able to sort of tell if it's a more accurate one quite easily. Um, so yeah, and Pachycephalosaurus, uh, that's the one with the really thick skull and it had um, very small horns adorning it. So the skull was about 10 inches thick, so that's uh, 25 centimetres-ish, and that was just solid bone. So th there's conflicting theories about why they had that, but I am aware that I'm not making an episode all about dinosaurs, so I'm going to pull my focus before I launch into a monologue about how cool they are. Um, oh, but also it's good because my name fits into them really well. So, you know, Parasaurolophus, Paraceralophus, um, Pachycephalosaurus can be Pachycerolosaurus. So that's pretty cool. Well, I suppose really that depends on your definition of cool. But if you're into dinosaurs and your name is Sarah, it is pretty cool. My other special interest is Harry Potter, but don't worry, I support trans rights because I'm not an asshole. Um, I, I don't know, I just love the story and it's something that I still love in spite of its creator's bigotry, you know? Just as, as the one chooses the wizard, the special interest chooses the autistic person. In fact, before it was conclusively revealed that she is a transphobe, I always had this idea in my head, um, because you know how unicorns prefer women, so Harry and the boys have to stay back when Professor Grubbly Plank is showing them in Care of Magical Creatures. Um, I'm going to assume you're nodding right now, but I always had this idea in my head that there would be a student and the unicorn would go up to them and let them stroke it. And that's how they would like realize that they're trans. Like they would just have a moment where they were like, I knew I'm a girl, when the unicorn would nuzzle their hand. I don't know. I don't think that would really fly with the author, but I choose to ignore her. Um, and in my head, it happened. I should probably leave it there for today. I know this is shorter than normal, but there's only me. And I just wanted to give some sort of introduction to who I am. The music you hear at the beginning and end of the episodes, uh, that was composed by my brother. So thanks very much, little bro. If you have any topics that you would like to hear an episode on, then please get in touch, either via the blog or via Facebook or Instagram, which will be in the description. Um, I want to create stuff that you're actually interested in. So I'm always very happy to take suggestions. Oh, also, if you like this, then, you know, share it with people or follow us or whatever. But if you don't fancy it, then no worries. You're obviously welcome to just search up as and when suits you. Okay, so that's that. I've been Sarah um, and will continue to be Sarah, I'm assuming. Anywho, I hope you're doing okay. And even if you aren't, I'm still happy you're around and trying. And that's the main thing. Bye.